Emily at Emily's Podcast, Tribute to All Little Angels. This is Part 1, Episode 3 of Refresh Our Memories. Now, where I left off was November 27, 2019. And into the night of November 27, 2019, when I went to bed and fell asleep, and the nights at this time is difficult to fall asleep with so much going on through my mind. But this night when I fell asleep and woke up, I woke up from a dream that took my breath away. I was feeling my anxiety high. And as I started the Thanksgiving morning, I am emotional from this dream. When Madison woke up, I told her about it. She cried, of course and I was crying telling her. As the phone started ringing with happy thanksgivings and the thoughtfulness of others calling to talk briefly this morning, I told my friend Patty, my niece Jen, my sister Susie, and my friend Lisa about the dream. These are the same people who has helped me in one way or another with this. My afternoon went well with a heavy heart, and I'm getting through the day with the weight of the dream and the two days prior, the day of the digging. After our afternoon dinner, Madison and I went to the cemetery to see our angels for the holiday. When I pulled in, my mind had set aside the dream. I pulled toward Megan, and as I pulled up, I couldn't even get parked as I glanced up and saw the small drain. Then I saw the tree, then Megan's resting place, and then the new headstone that's dated 1992. As I looked, Madison is looking. I start crying. She's crying. I said to her, do you see it, baby? Madison said, yes and she was bawling like a baby. We both were crying so hard, we had to catch our breaths, and I screamed out, you bastards, and excuse my language, I had to sit there a while before I could pull away because I knew what they did. Madison knew what they did, and I felt sick. It was disgusting. The longer we sat there crying, and of course, mad as hell, that dream showed me exactly what they did. And that is something I want them to own. When we returned home, my phone was ringing. The people I had told about the dream wanted to know what was found out about it. I told them all exactly what the dream told me is exactly how it is. I am so mad, I was disgusted, and it's sickening. How low you had to sink. My heart is heavy on this day, and yet I tried hard to carry through the day for my family and friends on Thanksgiving. The next day, November 29, 2019, Madison and I, Nicole and I, we talked about the two trees, we talked about the distance between them, and we know if the trees sat where they said they cut one down, we all knew from 1999 until 2011 
when the north tree was cut out after breaking in half due to a storm. And while the two trees did stand there, there was no way that the two trees were that close together or sat that close to the west street. And we certainly did not walk under the trees all of them years as it was a tunnel of branches. That did not happen. I looked at more and more pictures taken over the years to match them up to this day. And there is no way, no way they cut down the tree where they said they cut it down. And after me emailing Nancy at the funeral home, she did not call me back after the morning of the 27th of November, 2019. I tried hard and being emotionally drained and sick from all of this. On December 2nd, 2019, my daughter Nicole and I went into the funeral home to talk to Nancy about running DNA on the remains in the casket. We needed to be 100% sure, positively sure, this is Megan. That's when Nancy informed us they had already cremated her. I told her, I sent you an email saying not to. We did not believe it is Megan. And mind you, Nancy is a nice lady, a very nice lady, and worked with us to get this done. But on this day, and even after sharing a story of her loss, and we spoke of Megan and Wyatt, we all had tears in our eyes while talking about our stories of our loved ones. But on this day, Nancy's demeanor had changed completely. She was rushing us out of there. Nicole was broke down crying. Nancy told us, yes, I did see your email, but by the time I got to work the next morning, they had already done the cremation. She asked us to come back that evening to pick up Megan's belongings. And we did wait till the evening hours. Madison and I went back to, to the funeral home to get Megan's belongings. We bought a rosebud urn to put the ashes in. When we find out if it's Megan. She handed Madison a white box with ashes in the inside. There was also a file that was sitting on the counter with these belongings. We left the funeral home and on my way home, I had forgotten the file that was sitting there. I went back the next morning to pick up the file. When Nancy handed me this file this time, it had three pictures and a form of the list of the belongings in the casket. Things were not right, and we knew it. It just made us fight even harder, though. The next day, December 4, 2019, I fired Matt, the attorney. I emailed him. He emailed me back shortly later, saying he would get the file together and give me a call when it was ready. I waited. My niece, Jen, started looking for names and addresses of names on the headstones. I worked on writing letters and made hundreds of copies of them. 
Over this period of time, while writing the letters, and I'm still viewing pictures and comparing them to the now pictures, I sent pictures to my niece, Jen, and she couldn't believe it and had commented she could clearly see it. That's when she started working with me to get this resolved. Because for the first two and a half years, I didn't share too much of this with people or family. Because I really believed when we started complaining of this and they saw the pictures that the city would fix it, would want to fix it. But when they said they cut down that tree, I knew and I worked and worked on the information, looking up information to see what can be done. And this is when we found there was no laws here in this state for this kind of thing. We double checked on all of it. And then the drains being fixed after all this time of others complaining and was fixed in the later months of 2019. And to find the dark lines, one on each side of the remaining headstones and the small drain put in east of the existing tree and the new headstone west of the tree and Megan's resting space. I didn't know what was going on and I knew I had to just keep viewing pictures and writing the information and conversations down. I kept praying to God. I listened to my premonitions, my intuitions, and my gut. Matt, the attorney, office called to let me know I can pick up the case file. And I thanked her and hung up the phone. I didn't go in the next day, the 21st of December. I waited a few days and went in on the 24th. I went home and set the file down on the table on top of all the other information and I tried to get through the holiday. And believe me, it was difficult, but it had helped put my mind to rest and to think of what to do next. I'm still looking at the pictures and playing the game, find the differences. My niece Jen and I played that game for months. On December 30th, 2019, I did look into the case file and I didn't look close. It's hard at times, but eventually I did and thought a few of the items were not in it. I called the attorney to ask about the admittance paper we received from the city of Moore on January 16th, 2019 of the headstones that were moved. Matt said then, that's the map. The map of the cemetery and, and how the headstones should lay and be. But as I'm viewing the map, of course, after Matt and the, the attorney and I hung up, I viewed the map and just to let you know, this is the call I made to the law firm the law office, and mind you, all the while the law firm, Matt, working on this case, was ever so nice to us. And when I called this evening, I was responded to, oh, it's you, and gave Matt the phone. Yeah, you got that right. It's me. 
And to me, it just proved their character. And like I said, I opened the file and looked at some of it and had to put it away. I could feel my anxiety level rising. I just am having a hard time believing people would rather ignore and not care about another person's feelings. We just wanted it fixed. Fixed as admit there was no tree you cut down and move the headstones back to their resting place to be the marker where they belong. That was it when this first started. Now we are into 2020, coming up on five years in May. But on January 3rd, 2020, I wanted to compare what the dirt setting was around another headstone they had set in. I had been waiting and watching to get a picture of one or two headstones. On this day, I did take a picture and also the first newspaper ad is ready to be published and circulate in the newspaper. And again, five days later, I called another newspaper. The ad in this paper, paper will run on a Wednesday and on a Sunday also. Jen, my niece, called me giving me addresses. The letter I wrote, Madison and her friend and I filled the envelopes and they mailed the letters. We sent out over 200 letters. We sent 212 to be exact. Just a few days later, I got a response. The nice lady said, the people the letter was addressed to didn't live at this address any longer and wished us well to get this fixed. I thanked her and hung up the phone. The other responses we received, some would listen, even would tell me they would stand behind me, and some had concerns, and others said to the people the letter that it was addressed to that they no longer lived there. And this is frustrating something in life I never would have experienced before and wouldn't wish this on anyone. But the more my mind would tell me, let it go, the more my heart wouldn't let me. The more and more time that would go by and things would get hard, I would get a premonition, a gut feeling, and I would do whatever it was telling me to do. Then mid-January, I started looking for another attorney. I was declined, and an attorney told me he would love to help me, but he wouldn't know where to even start with no laws. And of course, it wasn't what I wanted to hear, but these kind of setbacks only made me fight and work harder. And during this time, I'm still viewing the pictures and keeping track of the information. This day, on January 16, 2020, as I'm looking at the pictures of the day, I found the headstones moved. I noticed red bricks laying in the grass in this picture and laying in the grass between the existing tree and where the headstones were moved to. Now remember, 
The red bricks were the same bricks that laid around the rock headstone west of the south tree. I also noticed that the double headstones that sat east of the north and south tree in front center of the two trees in 1999 and up until 2015, now they sit east of the existing tree. Two days later, the cemetery is flooded. The drains have been fixed, but yet still flooding. And you know, I took pictures. And on this day, January 21st, 2020, I called the news for In Your Corner Station and I left a message. News 4 did call me back, and I still remember the evening of him calling. I was sick. I'm stressed, and I'm drained. I was in bed all afternoon, and when the phone rang, I didn't answer the first call, but the second call, because he called right back, I did answer. And of me trying to tell him the story, and what had happened to me crying and being very upset. He did ask me to send him some pictures and some information to me not hearing anything back. Two days later, Madison emailed three more TV stations, News 4 again, News 5, and News 25, and still no responses. On January excuse me, January 29th, 2020, the ad in the Oklahoman paper went out today. Then the beginning of February, I sent letters to Dr. Phil, Dateline, and 48 Hours. And knowing there's a slim chance of them not reading my letters or even seeing them. But at this point, I had to keep getting it out there. We are trying everything. And I, and I have to ask, how does one walk away? How does one, when they poured the remains onto the ground, whether it's Megan or who it is? And on this next day, the second ad went out in this Sunday, the Oklahoma newspaper. And I greatly appreciate any of the help and their concerns. And during this time, my niece and I are playing Find the Differences still, and I would view the video, and that's another reason why I can't let it go, because I know this is not right. It's disrespectful on another. It's right out cold. And on the day of November 26, 2019, I know they tainted Megan. I would also receive more calls from my letters, parents and grandparents, whomever called in concern of the headstones, told me to let them know as soon as I know. And of course, I will let them know, although more and more time was going by and no one seems to be listening or being ignored. And then when the COVID hit, a lot of businesses were closed. This is when my niece and I decided to slow down a bit and try something new. On April 14th, 2020, 
Jen started working to set up a Facebook page to link people to visit it, to join it, to get the help we need. She started sending emails to anyone and everyone we could think of. We had to send to everyone. We were contacting attorneys with the same response, and this has become very frustrating. But we kept moving forward, sending emails, letters, and telling anyone who would listen. By this time, my niece Jen would make the calls to talk to people because me telling the details, I would get emotional, very upset, and crying. I could tell the story up until November 26, 2019, the day of the digging, and I'd break down and sob. So I would write letters and send them, and Jen made calls and sent emails to who we could. On April 22, 2020, Jen, my niece, has the Facebook page ready and pictures are uploaded. I greatly appreciate all she is doing. And on the 24th of April, Jen checked Google Earth again to find when the tree was cut out due to a storm cracking it in half. Jen looked at the same app we did, the same as Madison and I, and Jen told me the tree was cut out between May 2010 to October 2011. She also said it looks like they take pictures once a year, once in the spring, and the next year in the fall. And I know 100% that we continued to sit and visit under the existing tree, the South Tree, for years before 2015, May 7, 2015. And with the time era we live in at this period, the time of doing much of anything is slow. And at this time, Jen and I would continue to look at the pictures and compare them to others. I'm writing everything down and getting the pictures in order. I also repeatedly sent letters over and over to actors, actresses, anyone we could find with an address or an email we could send to. Jen also continued to send emails and to look up civil lawyers and tort lawyers, anyone we thought of who could help. And with the COVID, it was a tough situation. Jen had found that one of the people's name I looked up, that she also had a complaint with the cemetery. Jen messaged one of the women and sent her the link to the Facebook page about the cemetery. Jen was hoping to reach another woman too. Jen also sent our governor an email and a congresswoman of our state. Thank you for listening and stay kind with your words.